0: Sean Avery, and you're listening to the
1: Tomahawk Roundup. So, what is going on, guys? This is Frank Zarosky of the Tomahawk Roundup on WNTH 88.1 FM, Chicago, the Voice of Nutria, and I am here with the notorious, the infamous Sean Avery. Sean, how are you tonight? I'm
0: good, man. Thanks for having me on.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Really excited to have you on. So, you started out your pro career in a really unique way with the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks. Actually, the year I was born in 2001. So what was it like starting out in Cincy? Yeah, well, we had a great
0: coach, a guy by the name of Mike Babcock, who uh, was a pretty intense coach, pushed us extremely hard. Uh, Cincinnati was a fun town. I got to tell you, playing on that team, you know, it's a bunch of, uh, really, it's a bunch of kids. Uh, I think the majority of the team was probably under the age of 25. Uh, It was a split team between Detroit's farm team and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks farm team. So, um, yeah, there were some players on that team that went went on to play in the NHL. Ilya Brzezgalov was our goalie. Um, Um... Babcock and our coach. Yeah, it was a fun time. We had, we, had, we had a lot of
1: fun, that's for sure. Yeah, so your first playoff game was against the now defunct Atlanta Thrashers in April of 2007. And I asked all our guests who play against Atlanta, what was Atlanta like from a player's perspective? Uh, it was an interesting town. I think it was
0: so new and early that, you know, the vibe wasn't exactly. Similar to, certainly, it wasn't like going into Chicago to play a playoff game. Uh, but they had some good teams, and certainly they had Ilya Kovalchuk, who was a great player, tough to play against. Uh, we had a very good team, Yeromir Yager, Brendan Shanahan, Henrik Wundquist. Uh So, yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, can remember that game, because also I played in L.A. for a long time. We hadn't played in the playoffs, so that was a special game.
1: Yeah, so I have to ask you, I know you've been asked this a million times, about the Avery Rule following your screening of Marty Broder, your longtime rival. How did you find out that the rule had been created, and what were your initial thoughts afterwards? Uh,
0: I think I woke up in the morning and I had a text message from uh, John Rosasco, who is uh, the head of PR for the New York Rangers. Uh, I believe Scott Gomez might have been in the car with me, and... I think I was confused, really, more so, because we were also still in the middle of the series, so, um, and it was also a rule that they were putting in place for all the teams that were playing at that time, so, yeah, I can remember thinking,
1: I don't think they followed the rules properly, but, you know, I think I was kind of excited, too, the same breath. Yeah, that's obviously only a few players in the hockey world have had a na- uh, rule named after them. David Leggio, yourself, being one of them. So I want to switch gears now to you You interning at Vogue. You've been in several films, including an upcoming one called, if I'm pronouncing it right, Tenet. Tell us what caused your trip over to the world of entertainment and a little bit about Tenet, which is uh, which is set to release in July of 2020.
0: Um. So yeah, so what? retired, a friend of mine, Peter Burke, the director, uh, he put me in a movie called Patriot's Day, uh, which was in Boston with Mark Wahlberg, and I remember taking the train home, and I was thinking, wow, that was pretty special, you know, similar to like playing at Madison Square Garden, you're on set, all, all these people are standing around, all of a sudden they say action, and there's this real energy, so I came back to going to drama school, and, and uh, the last. You know, three or four years I've been trying to become a working actor. I, I'm now a working actor, and um, yeah, Tenet's a big movie, Christopher Nolan movie. Really, we're not allowed to say anything about the movie. I'm probably not even allowed to say that I'm in the movie. But um, yeah, that that uh, was was uh, quite the experience, that's for sure. But uh, I was also in a movie called Spree that. Uh, Joe Keeley from uh, Stranger Things is the star of, and that just sold at Sundance this past week. Uh, that movie was produced by a friend of mine, Matt Budman, and Drake is most was most of the uh, financing behind it. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, the entertainment world's an interesting world. Uh, you definitely got to work hard. A lot of similarities between sports.
1: Yeah. So you're a huge advocate to, for the LGBTQ plus community. When did you decide to go from ally to activist?
0: Uh, well, I I played in LA and I lived in West Hollywood, which is primarily, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a gay, it's a gay, um, it's, it's a special place you know there's, there's a lot of a large lgbtq community now when i got traded to new york i went and i lived in chelsea which in new york is considered probably the, the center of the lgbtq community so uh, i was always just you know i had gay friends and when uh, a friend of mine brought after the uh campaign in new york for marriage equality asked me to do a psa i said yes and the interesting thing about that that a lot of people don't know is that our our own owner of the new york rangers jim dolan he let me wear a new york ranger jersey in the psa which i think was uh, a pretty special moment and uh i think uh, you know he never really got a lot of credit for that but that was something the team got behind and it was pretty special
1: yeah, so you started your own podcast called No F's Given, and you wrote your own book, which I have read cover to cover, Ice Capades. Where did the creative spark for these projects come from?
0: So I read a book called uh, that Jim Bouton wrote called uh, Ball Four, which was a baseball book, that he, a memoir he wrote in 1972, which at the time was a very, uh, a very controversial book because he told a lot of secrets about what went on behind the scenes so when i finished playing i knew that i wanted to write this book and i found a a fantastic writer a canadian writer um who now lives in in new york michael mckinley and we wrote ice capades in about a year and a half and i i think uh i think it was it was a fun book to write i think it's a fun book to read for people that haven't um read a lot of memoirs i think sports wise i think i think we did a
1: good job yeah you did a fantastic job i loved it read it on the flight to atlanta it was just going down there for a debate tournament so fabulous read check out ice capades so i gotta ask you what is next for sean avery you've done it all you've interned at vogue you've worked with the publicist companies you've invested in social media companies are you gonna go back to the coaching and gm world or are you staying in the entertainment vein what's next for you
0: no, no. Next for me is uh, today. I'm an unemployed actor, and hopefully tomorrow I'm an employed actor. That's the the ropes. Uh, I'm work, right now. I'm working on an audition that I have tomorrow, and you put the work in and. And you go in and you try and give it your best go, and hopefully you get a job. Absolutely, the name of the
1: game. Absolutely, just like sports, you're put, you're busting your butt every day of the week. Sean, before we head out, anything else you wanted to add for our listeners in the hockey community? No,
0: I think uh, more so. I think you did a fantastic job. First of all, of uh, tracking me down, you're doing a great job with this show. You ended up calling into my podcast, and we connected. I think it's a special message to people that, you know, if you you want something, if you want to get something done, you just got to put your head down and do it.
1: Yeah, Sean Avery, the notorious, the infamous Sean Avery. Sean, thank you so much for your time.
0: Thanks, man.